Welcome. Welcome to New Light Living Podcast. I'm Ulrika Sullivan. I'm an intuitive spiritual life coach and a galactic astrologer. This video is a reading, a galactic reading of the full moon in Sagittarius at 13 degrees uh, on June 3rd, 2023. So I welcome you to this reading, uh, opening up your perspective to the multidimensional perspective of the galactic heritage and connections and influences from co cosmos that we have. Uh, if you're familiar with traditional astrology, this reading is providing you with the outer layer, if you will, our connections to uh, fixed stars, other points, uh, planetary bodies that may not always be discussed in traditional astrology. So welcome. I also want to say thank you for the overwhelming response and positive feedback I received for my previous video, the Galactic uh, Astrology reading I did for the new moon, the most recent new moon. So that inspired me to come back and provide this reading for the full moon. So I just want to say thank you if you're new. Thank you for being here. Thank you if you're are coming back <laughs> once more. Uh, and if you've been here before, I'm so happy to be able to do this work and this reading for you. So let's dive in. So what you have here is the chart for the full moon in Sagittarius at 13 degrees. Uh, and it's exact on June 3rd. What you're going to notice is that I will uh, bring out three themes that I see are really key when it comes to our galactic uh, influence of energy, if you will. And if we start at the top of the chart here, um, the moon is conjunct the great attra attractor, which is also a um, black hole, if you will. Uh, it's considered one of the major forces of energy that makes the universe go round is one of the bigger ones. It's not the biggest uh, force, but the great attractor is really associated with expansion. And that's the keyword I'm going to use for the great attractor today, because Sagittarius as an archetype energy is really about exploration, expansion. And I feel strongly that the great attractor is part of our desire to expand and explore and evolve. And opposite, as in all full moons, you have the sun at 13 degrees uh, of uh, Gemini. And this energy, I want to point out uh, one thing that stands out about this full moon uh, from a moon and sun perspective. If you see here, up here, Antares is opposite Aldebaran. And when we talk about uh, Aldebaran and Antares, we often refer to the stargate uh, in the universe that uh, where we can as a soul, traverse between uh, the Milky Way galaxy and the Andromeda galaxy. And this is an important portal that is opening up to this wider cosmic energy at this point. And as you can see, Antares and Aldebaran, they are around 10 degrees uh, of Sagittarius and Gemini, respectively. But uh, I kind of include them here in this perspective because you'll see the reason why in a minute. 
Now, another theme here um, that I really want to point out is, um, as we talked about in the uh, in the new moon video last week, uh, the highlight around Pluto and Pluto has now started its retrograde back to Capricorn. Still at this full moon, Pluto is at zero degrees, but in reverse, in retrograde. <laughs> and that is uh, a suggestion to us to start reflecting upon the energies of, of Lyra and, uh, and Aquila, which is conjunct still, of course, Pluto. Pluto hasn't moved that far since the new moon in Taurus. La um, last video I made. But what I highlighted uh, there was Pluto's alignment to energy, archetypal energy of Lyra and Aquila, which is in, in this case, uh, Aladfar really is a uh, archetypal energy of more masculine energy, but also um, around um, leadership, leadership, a masculine way of leading. And whatever comes to your mind when I say that, that is what, what we're thinking of here. So Pluto is still highlighting this need for a shift in this area. The T-square is still maintained between Pluto and at the bottom of the chart, you see the North Node at two degrees of Taurus. And now Jupiter is ahead of the north node um, at four degrees of Taurus. And what that means when the, the um when Jupiter is is um conjunct the north node is it also signifies a portal, a portal of expansion. I should also say that Jupiter is ruling this full moon because uh, the full moon in Sagittarius is really Jupiter's domain. So Jupiter is here to guide us into the future, conjunct with the North Node. Um, and the North Node is opposite the South Node, as always. And the South Node is still uh, conjunct the Shapley Attractor. If you look at the very top of the chart here, uh, the one of the most massive uh, forces in the universe that makes it all go around billions of galaxies. And Really, the energy signature here is that the Shapley attractor is is really the influencer, the most deeply wise influencer in the universe at, at this point. And it's conjunct the South Node, which means that there is a lot that we are suggested to release, things that we may have hold, uh, held on to for a long time. So the South Node conjunct Haumea is really asking us to consider bringing in the feminine principle, if you will. And we talked about that in the new moon in Taurus video, so I won't go deeper on that here, but that dynamic is still uh, maintained. Now, I want to point out also that uh, if you look up to the Leo area here, um, you can see Venus uh, is actually in Mars's place. Mars has continued into Leo uh, now, but but Venus is 
all about <laughs> almost Venus is almost entering uh, Leo actually on June 5th. So she's finishing up her uh, journey in Cancer. And at this full moon, uh, Venus is conjunct the constellation Canis Minor, and specifically the fixed star Procyon. And I wanted to um, just highlight that within this T-square, this theme of what we're suggested to, to consider, because now when Venus is there, instead of Mars, which was at the new moon, Venus uh, conjunct Procyon is suggesting to go further deeper into our body because Procyon is a, a signature, an energy signature of um, bringing in new forms of technology, uh, sometimes favoring science over spirituality, but I feel strongly that Procyon is here, uh, and, and I'll tell you why in a second, to allow us to come further into, allow us to further connect to our body consciousness. And what I'm sensing here is that what we're suggested to consider is different ways of feeling what we need. Let's say from an illness perspective, even our body is telling us way before the mind has figured it out, what is um, the matter with us? What's the issue is potentially. And this uh, energy signature of Procyon is su suggesting us to consider um, new ways, new forms of getting information in a more feminine way, such as tapping into our body consciousness. So uh, the dynamic have changed since Mars was uh, in direct opposition to Pluto and Venus is bringing in the additional layer of what that feminine leadership is going to bring into us. And once she steps into Leo on June 5th and uh, makes an exact opposition to Pluto, um, that is going to allow us to actually feel that from the heart perspective. Leo is all about sovereignty, uh, leading from the heart. And uh, I feel that this is a strong signature of Venus really uh, bringing in it, at this full moon, the consideration of the body and body awareness. Um, I also uh, want to say that Neptune is part of the dynamic here. Neptune is uh, down here at 27 degrees of Pisces. And we talked about last time that uh, Neptune is really squaring the galactic center at 27 degrees of Sagittarius. And that is a call for growth. It's a call. Uh, it's a, it's a gate. <laughs> it's a, Gate stopper, if you will, a square can be that growth opportunity. And Neptune is here to um, support this, this galaxy. Uh, the galactic center is the, the wisdom kind of black hole that drives our, our, um, our Milky Way galaxy. And so Neptune is really the spiritual gatekeeper here in that square. 
um, he is maintaining a trine to uh, Venus and to some extent Mars as well, wide, wide uh, trine here. But he, I sense that he is definitely the overseer and including bringing those spiritual tools, if you will, closer into the body uh, so that we can actually use the body as a, um, uh, a dial, if you will. Now, the second theme uh, involves Mercury and Uranus. And if you look at the bottom of the chart here, Mercury and Uranus are conjunct at 19, 20 degrees of Taurus. And what does this mean? I included the asteroid Astrea as well. And there's a reason for me including that, uh, that because she is conjunct Mercury and Uranus and Taurus at this moment. And if you recall, at the new moon in Taurus, la uh, in the last video I did, Mercury was opposite the Shapley attractor in his position uh, at that time. Now he has moved on and is conjunct with Uranus at the, at the um, full moon. So the way I translate this is that Back at the new moon in Taurus, Mercury was there to gather information, receive a download, or even allow himself to kind of, what is it that I want to communicate now when he is conjunct Uranus? It's time for that big epiphany, that big download. And uh, Mercury actually now is also trying to the Lyra constellation in Capricorn. And you can see here uh, on the chart, uh, almost all of Capricorn is covered by Lyra fixed star alignment. But it's a it's a really um, strong trine to the Lyra constellation that Mercury and Uranus is maintaining at this full moon. And what does that mean? Now Mercury and Uranus are collaborating uh, because they really are both about communication. And with Uranus there, it expands, it brings us into the cosmos and bringing that Lyra com uh, conversation really up to the surface. Because Lyra is somewhat of a cradle of, for our forefathers uh, of humanity, really. So Lyra has a long galactic history with multiple generations of colonies, lots of movement that has happened since the Lyra constellation um, formed, if you will. So many of us have galactic history with Lyra, and Lyra has a dynamic uh, past with both uh, harmony and balance, but also polarity and uh, galactic wars over time. So now that information, that uh, cosmic download, if you will, is coming to the surface 
through Mercury and Uranus being conjunct here at the bottom of the chart, providing a trine to the Lyra constellation. It's meant to provide information to the future direction that we're manifesting because Taurus is all about manifesting. It's a, it's the uh, the things that we can see and touch. So it's it's manifestation time basically. So the information that we have from the Lyra constellation is is flowing through to the North Node, Jupiter, Mercury, and and um, Uranus are there. Astraea is in the mix. And why do I bring up Astraea? Astraea is a uh, feminine leader that uh, an, an asteroid that represents this archetypal energy of calm, peaceful relationships. Astraea also stands for simplicity. And she is the goddess of purity, goodness, morality, and justice. So Astraea is here to um, bring in a new way of manifesting a new direction. And there is no coincidence that she is at 18 degrees and Mercury is at 19 degrees and Uranus is just next to both of them at 20 degrees of Taurus. It's a crowded house there <laughs> in Taurus, but there is a reason for that. There is information that we're receiving from uh, our galactic forefathers that is traveling through that trine down to us now to be able to transmute and transform past information into a new direction. The third theme I would like to highlight for you is a kite formation. So bear with me here. I'm going to walk you through this kite and translate that from a galactic perspective. Look at the moon and the sun at 13 degrees here uh, in Sagittarius and Gemini, respectively. Sun and the moon are conjunct the stargate, Antares opposite Aldebaran, which has been uh, in galactic history a very important passageway for multidimensional information between our Milky Way galaxy and our sister galaxy, uh, Andromeda galaxy. Look at Chiron in his uh, position there at 18 degrees of uh, Aries. And we talked about that in the last video. Um, Chiron is currently in Aries conjunct the constellation Cetus and uh, the fixed star Tau Ceti. Tau Ceti um, was uh, marked by also male dominance leadership. Uh, and it's an archetypal energy that we have many wounds that we need to heal around in our galactic soul history. So there's no coincidence that, that Chiron at this time is conjunct a fixed star that is uh, has a heritage, a galactic heritage around uh, dominance, male dominant male leadership. I want you to uh, pay attention here to the Leo uh, placements here because the Leo is uh, pretty crowded <laughs> here at this full moon. 
And there's a reason for that because um, opposite in this kite formation, you have a trine from the moon to Chiron. You have a trine from Chiron up to Pallas Athene and Lilith. More exact, if you will, or closer to a trine than actually what me Venus and Mars are, um, where they are placed right now. But they will, and Pallas Athene and Lilith, I pulled those out in the chart because it really, truly is a fire tr grand trine here. And why do I want to include Pallas Athene and Black Moon Lilith in this uh, conversation? It is a, a call for us to balance our male-dominant leadership with feminine leadership, more authentic being of leadership. And Pallas Athene, both Pallas Athene and... and um, both Pallas Athene and Black Moon Lilith stands for more of a authentic feminine leadership. And in Leo, it's all about living that feminine leadership that caught the P in a peaceful way, in a receptive way. Um, and, and Lilith, Black Moon Lilith here, that really stands for that authentic um uh, authentic leadership, if you will. Pallas Athene is more of that peaceful, calm, feminine leadership. So those two in collaboration with each other in this fire grand trine is giving us the build to the kite. The bottom of the kite and that, that really sends the direction of this kite is the sun. The sun fires up this kite to go in the direction of the moon and into expansion of Sagittarius using that great attractor energy, that stargate energy. So at the bottom of the kite is the sun conjunct Al Aldebaran. And the sun provides this curiosity. It's the, the sun is in an air sign, Gemini, here in at this full moon. But all the passion and the fire and the direction of expansion is provided by the moon, Chiron, and uh, Black Moon Lilith and Pallas Athene in this uh, fire trine, if you will. So here we are taking off into a direction uh, at this full moon. We're releasing that inner power, inner passion and creativity into a new direction set by Jupiter conjunct the North Node. And the download comes from that cosmic interaction between Mercury and Uranus and Astrea coming in there with her peaceful uh, re relationships, the feminine principle. And it's worth to notice, too, that Venus, at the time of this solar eclipse back in December, 18 months ago, Venus was conjunct the Lyra ring nebula in Capricorn at the very bottom of the chart uh, in this chart, uh, and pretty much conjunct Astrea as well. 
So uh, she's here with the with the time clock and say, okay, now it's time to bring in the feminine, um, calm leadership, feminine relationships based on receptivity, uh, equal exchange, balance, and so on. So I just thought this would be a, a little, uh, you know, note to bring up this link of this a full moon in Sagittarius at 13 degrees with the new moon in Sagittarius at 12 degrees back in December 2021. What did you start in 2021 in December? This is a culmination. This full moon in Sagittarius on June 3rd, 2023 is a culmination of what you started in 2021 in December. So uh, let's take a look, just a quick look on what the connection is between that new moon in Sagittarius at 12 degrees, as it was, with this full moon at 13 degrees of Sagittarius. So let's take a look. So here we are. This is the chart for the new moon in Sagittarius. It was a solar eclipse on December 4th. 2021 at 12 degrees. So this is a chart and the uh, galactic alignments that and the energies that were working with the solar eclipse at that time, 18 months ago. I want to point out a couple of things uh, for you to consider here. The sun and the moon was at 12 degrees of Sagittarius, conjunct the great attractor, of course, this is the location of the full moon, uh, that we're that's coming up, and again, the Stargate Antares Aldebaran was engaged at that um, uh, new moon. I want to uh, point out that the North Node position and the South Node position, the North Node was at one degree of Gemini, as you can see up there in the eighth house conjunct the Pleiades. And what does this mean? Pleiades at the time, 18 months ago, uh, we received uh, new directions, new energy from the Pleiades, uh, conjunct the North Node at the time, about what's to come. Our sisters and brothers in, in the Pleiades are functioning at this time as uh, somewhat of a guide for many of us. And at that time, 18 months ago, on December 4th, uh, in the solar eclipse there, we received some downloads and direction from our guides uh, conjunct the Pleiades at the time. So the focus of that new moon was to set a new direction and the north node and the alignment to Pleiades highlights that. At the time of the solar eclipse, uh, Mercury was conjunct the great attractor. And as you can see, uh, with the moon and the sun there, uh, 12 degrees, Mercury was at 15 degrees of Sagittarius, which was almost exactly conjunct the great attractor. What does that mean? Well, Mercury at the time was collecting all the information and how to communicate this and, and how to formulate this new direction. And the sun and moon conjunct Mercury is always a, 
a very um, uh, information rich situation, especially at the new moon. So just notice that uh, alignment. We talked earlier about Procyon and its suggestion to move closer into and becoming more aware of our body and spiritual technology as well, not necessarily spiritual spiritual technology, but new forms of technology that can support our body awareness. So Canis Minor, which is uh, currently um, Venus is aligned to at this full moon in June 2023, Pluto was aligned to Procyon back in December 2021. So that opposition of Pluto to Procyon at the time, 18 months ago, was suggesting to us that hmm, maybe there is something new we need to consider. Maybe we need to start listening to our body and bring in new ways to do that, to include the body in the messaging system of what we are considering. So Pluto was here at the time, 18 months ago, to suggest this is something that we should consider. Also, if you take a look here, um, Pallas Athene here at 10 degrees of Pisces at the time actually was squaring the new moon. And if you recall, Pallas Athene is now part of that grand fire trine that we have at this full moon now in June. But at the time, 18 months ago, she was in a square to the new moon, which means that the feminine leadership that was suggested at the time wasn't fully um, accepted or included or considered, if you will. So Pallas Athene was there to kind of, okay, challenge this new moon 18 months ago to please consider the feminine principle in leadership. This full moon in Sagittarius at 13 degrees uh, on June 3rd, 2023, is really allowing us to consider the feminine principle, allowing that to be part of the conversation, bringing in our body awareness, and very much so bring that into the future direction that Jupiter is setting the stage for, allowing this full moon to fly, <laughs> to fly that kite, being that expansion, conjunct the great attractor in Sagittarius, really to take off and help us now, this kite is asking us, help us now to balance this male dominance uh, leadership with female, more receptive, so that the balance can come in to uh, our lives in both internally but also in the collective. This full moon, the kite of the full moon, is fired up by the sun in Gemini that provides that extra fuel, that extra curiosity, that extra communication that we need to take off. So what are some of the questions that you can ask yourself uh, to work with this energy of this full moon in Sagittarius? The first question is, how can you expand 
the balance between masculine and feminine leadership within yourself and also what you do, what you bring out to the collective. What is that inner fire? Remember that fire trine that we I pointed out. What is, is it based on self-love? And the second question is how can you engage your body's messaging system? And that is really the archetypal energy of Procyon aligned to Venus at this time. She's bringing the body awareness into the mix as she walks into Leo on June 5th. The third question for you is how can you manifest through balance, calm, rest, and energetic alignment. And here we're guided by Astraea coming in to allow us to open up to that multidimensional perspective through that download via Uranus and Mercury conjunct at this uh, full moon. So I hope that has provided you with some uh, inspiration, some something that you can take with you and work with now during this full moon. Thank you so much for watching and listening. I'm Ulrika Sullivan. I'm an intuitive spiritual life coach and galactic astrologer. And if you're curious, visit me on my website, ulrikasullivan.com. Everything is there. Look around and uh, I welcome you to um, hit subscribe like, share this video. If there's anyone that you feel need to know this information or that would enjoy this information. Thank you so much. See you soon.